instantly act upon it. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people realize it. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Let's open our Bibles this morning to 2 Corinthians, the 4th chapter and the 13th verse. 2 Corinthians 4.13. 2 Corinthians 4.13. First part of that scripture says, And since we have the same spirit of faith. Since we have the same spirit of faith. What I want to talk to you today about is the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. Who is that? Somebody's phone's going off. Answer it. Might be the Lord calling. Don't make all the religious people nervous, me saying that. What are we talking about today? The what? You know, there's the principles of faith and there's the spirit of faith. Principles of faith and the spirit of faith. Now, the principles of faith are taught, but the spirit of faith is caught. And you need to think about that. The principles of faith are taught, but the spirit of faith is caught. Now, as far as the, uh, and we're going to talk about the spirit of faith primarily today, but the principles of faith, somebody might be wondering, well, what are the principles of faith? Look at Mark, the fifth chapter, Mark, the fifth chapter. And in Mark, the fifth chapter, we have the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And probably of all of the incidents in the Bible, this one uh, story of this woman with the issue of blood probably shows the principles of faith as well as any. Notice here in Mark 5, verse 25, now a certain woman had a flow or an issue of blood for 12 years. She'd suffered many things from many physicians, spent all that she had, was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard, real loud say heard, when she heard about Jesus. Now, uh, faith comes by Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus is the word made flesh. So she heard the word, didn't she? She heard about Jesus. And, uh, you know, another way to say it is faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The first principle of faith is that you need to hear the word. And this woman heard the word. Now, notice She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. So notice she heard about Jesus. Now, would you agree with me that she believed what she heard? I mean, she she obviously heard that he was healing people. Would you agree with me that she believed what she heard? Yeah. Otherwise, why would she have come and touched? Now, Believing and faith is the same thing. You need to understand that. People have asked me over the years, what is faith? What is faith? As simple as I can say it, faith is simply believing God's word, not in your head, but in your, realize, say, in my heart, in my heart. So this woman, she heard the word. She heard about Jesus. He's healing people. She had faith. She believed that he could help her. All right. But notice there's something else here. She said something, didn't she? And then she did something. She said something. She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Is that right? She she said something. And then she also 
did something. She went and she touched. Now, you need to realize this. Now, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We could go look that scripture up. You can look it up later on your own time. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Once you hear the word, then you have a decision to make. You're either going to believe it or you're not. Once you believe the word of God, you believe it in, in, in your heart. Now you're in faith right there. You're in faith. But did you know that you can be in faith and not receive anything from the Lord? Did you know that? Did you know that? I, can, I could take you to example after example of folks that had faith, but they didn't receive anything from the Lord. Remember that fellow over there, that crippled man? Remember that Paul was teaching the word? Remember, you can, you can read it over in the, in the book of Acts where he was teaching the word. And there was a crippled man. He was crippled from birth. Remember that? And he heard Paul speaking. And the Bible said that Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. But yet he's still just as crippled as he ever was. Did you ever notice that? And then Paul did something. He said to the man with a loud voice, he said, stand up on your feet. What was Paul doing? He was trying to get the man to release his faith. Faith has to be released to do you any good. Faith is released through words and our actions. You need to understand that. How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But then once you hear the word, once you believe it, then for faith to do you any good, you're going to have to release it. How do you release faith with your words and or actions? And once that fella released his faith, that crippled guy, he leaped. And he walked. This woman, she heard of Jesus. She obviously believed she had faith, but then she had to do something. She had to she had to release her faith. We're talking about the principles of faith. How did she release her faith? She released her faith by saying, if only I may touch but his clothes, I shall behold. And then she did something. She came and touched his garment. And when she did notice in verse twenty nine, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Notice verse 34. And he said to her, Jesus said to her, daughter, what did he say? Whose faith was it? It was her faith. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So you see, it was her faith. But how did that faith begin? It began by hearing the word. Then she believed and then she released her faith with her words and or in this case also her actions. And when she touched Jesus garment, the power of God. See, if you're going to touch Jesus, you're you're going to have to touch him in faith to do it, to, to, to do you any good. Did you hear me? You need to realize it's the easiest thing in the world to touch Jesus. But so many people touch him and don't receive anything. Why is that? Because they don't touch him in faith. For you to receive from God, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You need to understand that. So to receive from God, when you touch him, you have to touch him in what? Touch him in faith. Did you hear me? And that's what this woman did. I mean, there was a lot of other people there evidently touching Jesus because, remember, when this woman touched him, what did he say? He said, who touched me? And one of the disciples said, what do you mean, who touched you? There's all these people around. There's a lot of people touching Jesus. The book of Hebrews says that he's easily touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But you see, Jesus is easily touched, but to receive power from him, you have to touch him real loud, say, in faith. You have to touch him in faith. You have to touch him in faith. And that's what this woman did. So you see the principles of faith here, hearing the word, believing the word, then, then releasing uh, your faith with words and our actions. So this woman, you, you had the principles of faith going on here, but... 
there's something else you need to understand is the principles of faith. What did we tell you a moment ago? Principles of faith are taught. The spirit of faith is caught. Real loud say the principles of faith are taught. Spirit of faith is caught. And you see, a lot of people have the principles of faith down all right, but they're lacking something. They're lacking the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. You see, how do you get the principles of faith by sitting under a good teaching ministry or listening to a good preacher or reading the word of God, you know, and and and, and, and getting those principles? How, how, do, how do you get a spirit of faith? You have to hang around people that have a spirit of faith. Did you get what I just said? You have to hang around people that have a spirit of faith. You see, the principles of faith, you, you, those are taught. Sitting under a teaching ministry or whatever, that, that, that's all good. Reading the Word of God, those are the principles of faith. But a spirit of faith, to get the spirit of faith, I've found you've got to hang around people who have a spirit of faith. And that spirit of faith can get off on you. I want to hang around people that have a spirit of faith because I want that spirit of faith off on me. How do I not like this woman? Now, we know she had faith. Jesus said she did. But she also, she had a spirit of faith. What do I mean? An attitude of faith. She had a spirit of faith about her, an attitude of faith about her. Because, you see, it was illegal for her to go out because she she had a flow of blood. It was illegal for her to go out among people. You understand that? It was against the law. But but when she heard of Jesus, she, she had an attitude about her. If only I can get to him, I can get help. Now, I've been to all these doctors. How many of you know I believe in good hospitals? I believe in good doctors. I believe in good medicines. But I tell you what, there comes sometimes in your life where those hospitals, doctors, medicines can't do you much or or any good at all. I tell you what, you need to get to Jesus. Is that right? And this woman had a, she had just something about her that I'm going to go out. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get through that crowd, to get to Jesus, to touch him and to receive my healing. You see, she had a spirit of faith about her. Let's look at somebody else who had a spirit of faith. Mark the 10th chapter and the 46th verse. Mark the 10th chapter and and the 46th verse, Mark 10, verse 46. And they came to Jericho as he, Jesus, went out of Jericho with his disciples in a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was G, Je- uh, when he heard, see, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him. To be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Now, how do I know that this man had a spirit of faith about him? Because, you see, he was crying out to Jesus and he wasn't going to let anyone or anything stop him. Now, you need to understand something about people who do not have a spirit of faith. And I found this. A lot of, quote unquote, religious people do not have the spirit of faith. They don't have an attitude of faith about him. They don't have a can-do attitude about him. They have a can't-do attitude. We can't do. We can't do this. We can't do that. We can't do the other. But I tell you what, I don't want to hang around those can't-do people. I want to hang around can-do people. Uh, uh, We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Is that right? Can you say amen? And so you see these people, there's many, there's many, many, many that warned him, oh, be quiet, Bartimaeus, be quiet, shh. 
Hush, shh, hush, be quiet. You see, these people that do not have a spirit of faith, they're always going to try to quiet those that have that spirit of faith. They're going to try to quiet them down. They're going to try to shut them up and so on and so forth. But I tell you what, uh, we can't let those people stop us from uh, what we need to do for God. We need to cry out all the more. And that's what Bartimaeus did. He cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And then notice verse 49. So Jesus stood still. How many of you want to stop Jesus in his tracks? It's going to take a spirit of faith to do that. It's going to take a can-do attitude to do that. And Jesus stood still. Commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. He's calling you. And notice here, another reason that I know he had a spirit of faith about him. Look, throwing aside his garment. A lot of people read right over that, but you need to realize that's an important phrase in the Bible. Throwing aside his garment. That garment that he threw aside was his, really, it was his license to beg. It was a begging garment. It was his license to beg. And you see, what that shows me is this man was willing to burn all his bridges. He was willing to throw that thing aside, took faith to do that, took a spirit of faith to do that. Because, you see, if when he goes to Jesus, if, if he doesn't get his sight back, now he's thrown that, he's thrown that begging garment aside. Now what's he going to do? But, you see, a spirit of faith uh, uh, doesn't, doesn't figure out ways that it isn't going to work. A spirit of faith figures out ways that it will work, you see. Did you hear what I just said? And so he threw that garment aside and he rose and came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I might receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your what? Your faith. Now, you can see the principles of faith in there. All right. But you can also see that that spirit of faith about him. See, when they're trying to shut him up, he's crying out all the more. And then Jesus says, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight. Isn't that wonderful? He received his sight. And then he did something else that people with a spirit of faith will do. Once they've received from God, they won't go their own way and go back to doing their own thing. Notice what he did here. And he followed Jesus on the road. See, people that have a spirit of faith about them, once they receive from God, they don't go back to doing their old, same old thing. They're going to continue on. Realize they continue. Yeah, they're going to continue with Jesus, continue to walk with him. Amen. And so you see, Bartimaeus was one with a spirit of faith. Can you see that spirit of faith about him? Can you see that? Let's look at somebody else or some other people that had a spirit of faith. Look at Mark, the second chapter in the second verse. Mark, the second chapter in the second verse. You see, people with a spirit of faith sometimes will do some interesting things. Notice here, Mark 2, verse 2, immediately many gathered together so there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he, Jesus, preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. How many men were there? There are four. They're carrying carrying this paralyzed guy around on his mat, you see. And look at verse 4. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof. Notice they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through... I mean, you got four guys up there tearing the roof off. Now think about that. What is that? That's a spirit of faith. That's a spirit of faith. I said that's a spirit of faith. 
They couldn't get to Jesus because of the crowd, so they climb up on the roof. They start to tear the, tear the roof apart, you see. I said they start to tear the roof apart. I said they start to tear the roof apart. So when they had broken through, they let him, they let him down on the bed in which, he, in which he was lying. And Jesus, notice this, verse 5, Jesus saw their what? What did he see? He saw their what? He saw their faith. Now, now I guarantee it to you, people that don't have a spirit of faith, what I like to call the religious crowd, the can't-do people, they're going to look at those guys up on that roof and they're going to say they're crazy. They're going to say they're nuts. They're going to say they're out of their mind. They're going to say that they've got a screw loose up in the brain. You understand that? But Jesus, he didn't see these people as crazy. He saw them as people of faith. He saw them as people with a spirit of faith. And you can read on, see the rest of the story, that this guy, this paralytic was healed. Isn't that wonderful? But it took a spirit of faith. I mean, you can see the principles of faith in there, all right? But you can see the spirit of faith in there. These guys were going to do whatever it took to get their friend to Jesus, if it means climbing up on the roof and tearing the roof apart and lowering him down through the hole they tore in the roof. They're going to get their friend to Jesus. That's what people with a spirit of faith will do. You see, people with a spirit of faith... Now, listen carefully now. People that have a spirit of faith will take the word of God and the name of Jesus and they'll take a rope. They'll swing right out over hell and spit the devil right in the eye. Did you hear what I just said? I said, did you hear what I just said? I said, people that have a spirit of faith will take the word of God. They'll take the name of Jesus and they'll take a rope, swing right out over hell itself, spit the devil right in the eye in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? I'm looking to hang around people that have a spirit of faith. That's the kind of people I want to hang around, people that have a spirit of faith. And remember, the crowd of religious people are going to try to quiet people that have a spirit of faith down. They're going to think they're crazy and so on and so forth. But you know what I learned a long time ago? I don't really care what other people think about me. I care what Jesus thinks about me. If you're going to do anything for God at all, you're going to have to get over what people think. Did you hear what I just said? I said, if you're going to do anything for God at all, you're going to have to get over what people think. And you're going to just have to go on with the spirit of faith. Believe God. Do what the world might think is crazy. Do what the good portion of the church might think is crazy. But as long as it's in line with the word of God, just step out on it and do it. Praise God. And Jesus will commend you and you'll receive from him. The principles of faith are what? They're taught. Spirit of faith is caught. So you need to hang around people that have a spirit of faith. I want to hang around the woman with the issue of blood. I want to hang around people like Bartimaeus. I want to hang around these four guys that took their crippled friend to Jesus and were willing to tear the roof off. I want to hang around people like that. Go to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, and... You say, well, how can I hang around those people? Wouldn't it be nice if I could hang around Bartimaeus? Wouldn't it be nice if I could hang around the woman with the issue of blood? Wouldn't it be nice if I could hang around some of these Bible characters? You can. Just get in your Bible and spend time meditating on the Word of God. You can spend time with these people anytime you want. They're written right there in your Word. Study about them. Meditate on them, you see. And, and, and I tell you what, there's, how many of you know there's something supernatural about the Bible? Did you know that? 
It's a book written by Almighty God. Yeah, he used men to do it, but, but God is the author. Did you hear me? And you can get into that Bible and spend time in the Word of God. And I tell you what, there's something supernatural about it. And those people in there that had that spirit of faith on them, study about them, meditate on them, hang with them, run with them. Glory to God. And let that spirit of faith come right up off the pages of the Bible and get off on you. Glory to God. Notice here in Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Let's hang around some of these other people here. Abel. Have you ever heard of Abel? How many has ever heard of Cain and Abel? Abel. Abel. He was able. Why? Because he had a spirit of faith, you know. Uh, Hebrews 11, verse 4, by faith. Right there it tells us he had faith. By faith, Abel offered God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Well, right there it tells me Abel had a spirit of faith about him. Now, Cain didn't have a spirit of faith about him. And do you know Cain eventually killed Abel? Is that right? You need to realize people that do not have a spirit of faith about them are always trying to, to kill that spirit of faith in people that do. You'll see that again and again. I've already said that three or four times, but I, I remember repetition is the seed of learning. I, a lot of times I go over things again and again because I want you to get it. But you need to realize that people that do not have a spirit of faith about them will always try to kill that spirit of faith that are on people that, that of course, have it, you see. I try to help people as best I can that don't have the spirit of faith. Try to help them the best I can. I do everything I can. Try to help them the best I can. But I tell you what, there comes a point that if people are just going to refuse to flow with God and flow with the spirit of God, at some point you just have to separate yourself from them. Lest that that ugly old can't do spirit that's on them gets off on you. Did you hear what I just said? I said, did you hear what I just said? And Abel... He had a spirit of faith about him. Notice he offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, there's much we could say about Abel, much, much we could say about it. But actually, one of the biggest lessons you learn about, about Abel is that he was a giver. He was a tither and he was a giver. He was a tither and a giver. How many of you know it takes faith to be a tither and a giver over time? I said it takes faith and a spirit of faith to be a tither and a giver over time. And that's what we see in Abel. You can, you can go and, and, and find out in the book of Genesis that he brought the first of his flock and the best to God. He brought the first and the best. See, Cain didn't do that. But Abel brought the first and the best to God. See, people that, that, that are, are tithers and givers to the work of God, you'll, over, over time, you'll find, because anybody can just give one offering or one tithe. But I'm talking about over the course of time, you'll find this about them. People that are tithers and givers over the course of time, you, you'll find that they do have a spirit of faith about them. Now, sometimes people become religious in their tithing and giving. And maybe you'll get an answer here today. If you become religious in your tithing and giving, it's just become mechanical to you. Don't let your tithing and, and giving become mechanical to you. I said don't let it become mechanical to you. But always be sure that there's a spirit of faith about you. Whenever you release anything in, into, in, into the treasury of God, be sure that you're doing so with a spirit of faith about you. Can you say amen? 
But people that are really tithers and givers and, and, they're, and they're receiving things from God, they've got a spirit of faith about them. And I tell you what, when, when, you, when, when you tithe and give offerings with a spirit of faith about you, it'll open the windows of heaven up to you, and God will pour you out, blessing you'll not have room enough to receive. You know the word over there that talks about blessing over in the book of Malachi? It's the word benediction when you get right down to it, and it's a good word. See, a lot of people a lot of times think, well, I'll put in a tithe, I'll put in an offering, and God will just have money come magically to me. It doesn't work that way. God will send you good words. Realize, say good words. How many of you know a good word in due season is, is, is worth a whole lot? Is that right? A good word in due season, I tell you what, you can make the right decision at the right time and it can pay off in many, many different ways. And one, it can save your life and on down the list, it can bring financial reward to you. But I tell you what, I'm not so interested in financial reward as I'm in just increasing to bless people. How about you? Amen. Thank God there's a financial side to it. But you see, people that have a spirit of faith about them are, you know, and we're talking about this as it pertains to Abel, because you see, he, he is a tither and a giver. There's no question about it. He brought the first and the best to God, and it takes a spirit of faith to do that. Tippers, people that tip God, I found this, they don't have a spirit of faith about them. I don't want to be a tipper. I want to be a tither. Now, I say very little about money around here, but sometimes we do need to talk about it. I tell you what, I don't want to tip God. I want to be a tither and a giver. I said, I want to be a tither and a giver. I said, I want to be a tither and a giver. Say, well, where's tithing in the New Testament? Well, let's go back into the Old Testament. You see tithing, principle of tithing. You see it in the Garden of Eden. Don't you see it there? He said, of all the trees of the garden, you may freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you'll not eat of it. For in the day you eat thereof, you'll surely what? Surely die. So it's so all the trees, Adam and Eve, all the trees were there. Uh, but there's one that was God's. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't fool with it. And they fooled with it, didn't they? And it cost them. And then you come right on down. And Abraham, he gave tithes of all. Is that right? That was before the law. Then you get into the law. Certainly nobody will argue that tithing is in, in the law. And then you come out of the law. You come on down. You see Jesus was a tither. How many of you know Jesus was a tither? He was either a tither or a hypocrite. I don't believe he was a hypocrite. So he was a tither. How many of you don't believe Jesus was a hypocrite? I don't believe he was a hypocrite. Why, why do I say that? Because did he not tell other people to tithe? Did he tell other people to tithe? Did he or didn't he? He said, you, now listen, he said, you bring tithes of this, that, and the other. And he said, you've neglected the weightier matters of the law. How many of you know there are weightier matters than tithing? I said, there's weightier matters than tithing, like love and, and mercy and grace and all that. But he said, you ought to have done those and not left the tithing undone. Didn't he say that? Didn't Jesus say that? So, so Jesus told folks to tithe, didn't he? So if he didn't do it himself, then he's a hypocrite. Is that right? So Jesus was either a tither or a hypocrite. I, I believe Jesus was a tither. And then, and then you come on down into the book of Hebrews. You can see tithing over there. And actually, you can see, if you get into it and study it out, that we, when we bring our tithes unto God and we present them, that up in heaven, Jesus receive them, go before the Father and present tithes before him on our, on our behalf. See, I don't want to bring a tip. I don't want to bring a tip to God. I don't want Jesus to have to take my tip up to the throne. I want him to take my tithe. Can you say amen? I said, I want him to take my tithe. Glory to God. Not my tip, but my tithe. Realize, say tithe. See, the Spirit of God spoke to me many years ago when I was a kid sitting in a church much like this one on a Wednesday night. And the, the tithes and offerings went through, you know. I was making a good salary at the time, school teacher. Doing all right. And uh, I, I didn't put in my tithe. I put in a tip. I just put in like a dollar or two. And the Spirit of God hit me a low blow. Has he ever hit you a low blow? Sitting there, he, right here, uh, right here. He just spoke to my heart right here. He called me a freeloader. Now, God can do that and get away with it. 
got my attention. And from that day to this, I've tithed, my wife and I have tithed, glory to God. And every need has always been met on every side. Can you say amen? Isn't that wonderful? And not only met, but abundantly met. That's a good deal. But I tell you what, you have to have a spirit of faith about you, an attitude of faith about you, or, uh, or, or it won't do you any good. Now, if you're not going to tithe in faith, if you're not going to give in faith, I'd recommend you keep your money because you're going to need it. Did you hear what I just said? You know, I was just thinking about, I, I missed it a minute. I wanted to say this a minute ago. Remember when those people went up on the roof and, 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 and tore that uh, roof off? I was going to tell you this. I forgot. I need to get this in. It's real good. I remember years ago, there was a, I wasn't in the church, but I heard the story. Actually, the pastor told me he was up teaching on a Sunday morning. He's talking about the spirit of faith. And he kind of went over that story and talked about how you need a spirit of faith. And then he went on and he talked about how he was going to uh, expand the church one day. And that he was going to build on to the building, you know. And then after the service was over, there was a fellow there that brought his chainsaw to church that day. Went out in his truck, got the chainsaw, and boom, 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 rev that baby up. He said, what are you doing? He was going to cut the side out of the, the back wall out of the church. Well, the pastor said he was going to build on. He needed to take that wall out. That guy was going to go out there and cut the, with his chainsaw. Now, you sit there and think that that's crazy, and maybe there is an element of craziness in it. And I, I, I don't think I'd want anybody, nobody brought their chainsaw this morning, did it? But you know what? You can get a whole lot more done with somebody that's going to rev up a chainsaw and do something than people that have their... I just felt impressed in the Spirit of God to say this. You can get a lot more done with somebody who's brought their chainsaw and and at least do something than people that have their checklist of, did I hear it? Did I, did I, did I hear it just right? Did, did, am I believing? Am I believing just right? Am, am I saying it just right? Am I doing it just... I watch people that they get caught up on their principles of faith and they get caught up on the checklist, if you will, and they go years and years and years and never receive anything from God, when it comes right down to it, you just need to have a spirit of faith about you and, 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 and rev that chainsaw up. You didn't bring your chainsaws with you, Dale. But rev that baby up and do something. Realize, say, do something. Glory to God. I'm just glad I told the chainsaw story. Almost missed it. Well, we got it in. I want a bunch of Christians here. I said, I want a bunch of rum, rum, You know what I mean? How many's ever started a chainsaw besides me? Rum, 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 rum. Yeah, I want a bunch of chainsaw Christians. I, I want a bunch of spirit of faith Christians. I want a bunch of people that'll, that'll, that'll be bold enough to start the baby. Let's start that baby up. Let's do something. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. Whew, I feel a spirit of faith on me. I feel like getting a rope swinging right out over hell and spitting the devil in the eye in the name of Jesus. How about you? Anybody bring their rope with them today? Now, you see, you have to change saw, but see, people, that a lot of times people bring a rope and they'll want to hang folks that have a spirit of faith. People that don't have a spirit of faith, they'll bring their rope, they'll make a noose, try to hang people that have a spirit of faith. But I tell you what, I want to take that rope and swing right over, right over hell and do the impossible in the name of Jesus, spit right in the devil's eye. Not in my own authority, but in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be a tipper, I want to be a tither. I don't want to, I, I, can you say amen? amen? 
Glory to God. And we know Abel, he had a spirit of faith about him. And he, he was a tither. He brought the first and the best to God. Look at verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him far before he was taken. He had this testimony that he what? That he what? That he what? He pleased God. And, and the Bible says right there he had faith, but he had faith. He had a testimony. And I tell you what, people that have a spirit of faith, they're going to have a testimony. I'll tell you, they will. They'll have a testimony. You see, people that don't have a spirit of faith, they have the monies, the monies and the gronies. But people that have a spirit of faith about them will have a testimony and they're going to be pleasing to God. We can go on and on. Look at Noah. Let's hang around Noah here for a minute. Verse seven, by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. See, people that have a spirit of faith about them, they, 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 they don't have to see it to believe it. God said it, and that's enough for them. And notice, he moved with godly fear. There it is, move. Realize, say moved. Yeah, move. See there, rum, bum, bum, bum. He's, he's, well, he did have to start the chainsaw, so to speak, didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he have to cut down a bunch of trees? Didn't he? Well, I see that fit right in there, didn't it? Didn't Noah have to cut down a bunch of trees? I bet he would have loved to have had a chainsaw back in his day. But he didn't have one. He just, I guess they had axes and so on and so forth. But he got the job done nonetheless. See, he moved with godly fear, godly reverence. See, people that have a spirit of faith about them, they're going to hear from God. They don't have to see it to believe it. But God said it. That's enough for me. And then he moved with godly fear and he prepared. See, people that have a spirit of faith about them will prepare. They'll get ready. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household. I'm thinking of one minister right now. He He gave the testimony. He said that he had nowhere to preach. He had no no meeting scheduled. Nobody knew who he was. Nothing. But he just felt in his heart that God was going to use him one day to to preach and to teach. And so he sat down and he began to write sermons and he began to write messages and he began to prepare. He began to get ready. See, he moved and he began to get ready and he prepared when he had nowhere to preach, nowhere to go. Nobody had invited him to come speak, but he just started writing the sermons and seeking God, and he got a bunch of sermons ready, and he got a bunch of of, of things ready to go, and you know what, now that very same man, if I called his name, you'd know who he is, and he's he's preaching all over the world, but you see, that would have never happened if he wouldn't have had a spirit of faith. See, he heard from God about something that was not yet seen. He moved with godly fear, just like Noah here, and he prepared. See, people with a spirit of faith, they're preparing, they're getting ready, even when there's nothing yet seen with the natural eyes for them to go do. Look at Abraham. We could go on and on with these. Look at Abraham. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed. See, people with the spirit of faith, they're going to obey. When he was called to go out to a place where he would receive his inheritance, he went out, look at this, not knowing where he was going. See, people with the spirit of faith will hear from God. Now, you better be sure you heard from God. I said, you better be sure you heard from God. I said, you better be sure you heard from God. But if you've heard from God... If you see my wife and I, when we got married, the Lord directed us to to get married. He picked her for me. I didn't go find her. He he picked her for me. Had you ought to let God pick your spouse for you. That anyway, he picked. So long story on that. He directed us to quit our jobs and go to Bible school. Now don't do that unless the Lord directs you to do it. 
Because if you do and, and, and do that and God hasn't directed you to do it, you're going to find yourself out on the street. Did you hear me? But God directed us to quit our jobs, directed us to go to, to Bible school. And, and, and I tell you what, when we went there, we didn't have a whole lot of money saved up. We did have our tuition, but other than that, we didn't have much. But God supernaturally moved. I remember before we went to, to Tulsa, we, we wrote down about ten things on a list that we needed to have happen, or I'm going to be flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, you see. And so we believed God, we trusted God, we wrote those ten things down, we presented them before the Lord, we, we had His direction, we went down to to uh, 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 Tulsa when we got down there uh, and just all 10 of them just boom as we went around looking for a place to live and different things looking for jobs and, and boom 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 everything just boom 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 and I said to, I said to Diana I said it looks like somebody's been here before us getting things ready for us and she said yeah it was it was God <laughs> glory to God Jehovah Jireh the one who sees ahead and makes her provision you see but yet it took a spirit of faith I'm not trying to boast us but it took a spirit I'm not telling you to do anything that we haven't done. I tell you, it takes faith to quit your job. It takes faith to leave a, a comfortable setting. But we did that. And we stepped out. All we had was the Word of God. But uh, praise God, that's all you need. Amen? And we stepped in and people called us crazy, said we were nuts. But we knew we'd heard from God. And we stepped out on that. And I tell you what, God just supplied all those two years down there, just supplied everything. Isn't that wonderful? Glory to God. But you see, we, we obeyed. We didn't know all of the details. See, people that have a spirit of faith about them don't need all the details. We just know God said, go, so we're going. Amen. And, 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 and that's what Abraham did. Notice uh, verse 10 tells us something else. He waited. Realize, say he waited. Yeah, people that have a spirit of faith about them are going to be patient. Going to be patient. Going to be patient. The Bible says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. And you see, Abraham was able to wait on God. One reason people don't receive from God as they should is because they're not willing to wait on him. He's not a microwave God. He doesn't just always move just like that. Now, he can, but he doesn't always. But found this out. He's never early, but he's never late. He's always right on time. Did you hear what he just said? But you see, he waited. And then verse 15, and truly... If they, talking about Abraham and Sarah, if they had called to mind that country from which they'd come out, they would have had opportunity to return. See, people with a spirit of faith about them will learn from their past, but they won't live in their past. I said, people with a spirit of faith about them will learn from their past, but they won't always live in their past. People with a spirit of faith about them aren't always driving their car looking in the in rearview mirror. Now, not, not, nothing wrong with, with learning from our past. Nothing wrong with looking in the rearview mirror. How many of you know you need to look in the rearview mirror once in a while? Is that right? You, you do. How many of you know you do? But you can't drive your car always looking in the rearview mirror. You're going to have an accident. Is that right? And so people with the spirit of faith about them learn from their past, but they don't always dwell and live in their past. And we could go on and on. Look at Moses here. Verse 24. Just, just a little while longer yet. Verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. See, people with a spirit of faith about them don't need title. They don't need position. They just want to do what God's told them to do, you see. And then verse 25, choosing. People with a spirit of faith about them will make uh, right choices and choose to follow God rather than suffer 
affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. See, people with a spirit of faith about them will refuse some things. They'll choose some things. Notice verse 26. He esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. See, people that have a spirit of faith about them aren't concerned about the treasures of this world. They're concerned about the treasures of God. Did you hear me? Notice you can read on in in that scripture and see he looked to the reward. He looked to the reward. He looked to the reward, not money. He looked to the reward, which was fulfilling what God had called him to do. And the Lord Jesus, you see, notice verse 27, by faith, he forsook Egypt. See, it takes faith to forsake the world and the comforts of the world. Not notice, not fearing the wrath of the king. See, people that have a spirit of faith about him aren't afraid, I found this to be true, aren't afraid of man or beast. Tell you what, when, you, when you're serving God and you're walking according to the will of God, you're walking by faith, and you've got a spirit of faith about you, you won't be afraid of man or beast. I tell you what, you want a preacher that has a spirit of faith about him that's not afraid of man or beast, that'll say what God tells him to say. And not concerned with the deacons think, the elders thinks, this one thinks, that one thinks, but will stand up lovingly, declare the word of God. Not tell people what they want to hear. See, he, he did not fear the wrath of the king. He endured. Realize, say he endured. And he endured. See, people with the spirit of faith will endure. And notice, seeing him who is invisible, he kept his eyes on Jesus. Notice verse 29. We could go on and on. Look, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, watch this, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do were drowned. See, people that have a spirit of faith about them will pass through the Red Sea. But other people that don't have the spirit of faith about them will try to do what you did, but they'll wind up drowning. What did we say a moment ago? If God hadn't told my wife and I to quit our jobs and go to Bible school, if God hadn't have told us, and we'd have just done that because somebody else did it. And we wouldn't have had a spirit of faith about us. And, and we wouldn't have heard from God. And we just did it because our friends did it or because somebody else did it. Then guess what? We're going to get out there and we're going to drown, so to speak. Did you, hear, did you hear what I just said? But you see, if you've got a spirit of faith about you, you heard from God, and you step out on that, then you'll pass over on dry ground. And other people might look at you that don't have a spirit of faith. They'll try to do what you did, but it won't work for them. Did you hear me? And then we can go on, look at verse 30, talks about Joshua. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. What do we learn about Joshua? What do we learn about him? He had a spirit of faith about him. The thing about Joshua that stands out to me perhaps as much as anything else, did you ever notice Joshua was willing to shout while the walls were still standing? See... You know, people that don't have a spirit of faith about them, they want the walls to come down. And once the walls come down, then they want to shout. Did you know once the walls have fallen, anybody can shout? But it takes real faith to shout and praise God while the walls are still standing. Did you hear what I just said? I feel impressed to go over that again. Anybody can shout and praise God after the walls have already fallen. After the thing that you're facing has already been defeated, after it's already fallen, anybody can shout and praise God then. But it takes real faith when, that, when, when those walls are standing between you and what God has told you to do. It takes real faith to shout and praise God in that hour. 
power. But I tell you what, if you'll have a spirit of faith about you like Joshua and shout and praise God while the walls are still standing and people that don't have a spirit of faith, they'll ask you, why are you shouting? Why are you so happy? Why do you have so much joy? And you can answer them and say, because God told me that if I'll shout and if I'll do what he told me to do, the walls will come down. They'll think you're crazy, but you just keep on shouting. You just be like Bartimaeus. Just keep on shouting. Just keep on praising God. Just keep doing what God says. If he says to circle it once a day for six days, then do it. If he tells you on the seventh day to go around the wall seven, then do what God says do. Don't try to figure it out. Just obey God. Shout and praise him. And when, when you've obeyed God, then bless God, the walls will come down. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Feel the anointing of God on that. Hallelujah. And then there's various others. What more shall I say? Look at verse 32. The time would fail me to tell of Gideon. Gideon had a spirit of faith. He had 32,000 soldiers. And between him and God, they narrowed it down to 300. People that have a spirit of faith don't need large numbers. They just need a few other people that have that same spirit of faith. And you can get the job done. You can do it by few or you can do it by many. But I tell you what, I'd rather have a few people with a spirit of faith than multitudes of people that aren't going to ever start the chainsaw. All they're going to do is read the directions, but they're never going to pull the rope. Did you hear what I just said? Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David. How many of you know David had a spirit of faith? You have to have a spirit of faith to kill a giant. All those other people out there, they're running, they're running. All those other soldiers, they're out there running, they're running from the giant. They don't have a spirit of faith. But David is just a boy, shows up out there and, and he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? See, he knew his covenant and he had a spirit of faith. He said, what, what do I get if I kill this guy? Spirit of faith. And he went out there under the power of God in a spirit of faith. And he brought the giant down. Takes a spirit of faith to kill the giant. If you're facing a giant in your life today, be sure you've got a spirit of faith about you. Pastor, how do I get the spirit of faith? Hang around people that have a spirit of faith. Hang around them. I'm all for the principles of faith, but you also need to hang around people that have that can-do attitude. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You need to be around those kind of people, I'm telling you. I'd rather be around somebody that doesn't know too much about the Word of God, but they've got a spirit of faith about them, than somebody that that is is a theological genius, but doesn't have a spirit of faith. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteous, obtained promises. Look at verse 33. Stopped the mouths of lions. That was Daniel. And that man had a spirit of faith. When they told him it was against the law to pray, What did he do? He prayed, didn't he? Because we ought to obey God rather than man. Is that right? Quench the violence of fire. That would be talking about the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Took a spirit of faith to stand up against the king. I said it took a spirit of faith to stand up against the king. Took a spirit of faith to not bow while all your peers and everybody else is bowing. Those were young boys. Much peer pressure. It takes the spirit of faith 
to stand and not bow while everybody else is bowing. And you know what just excites me about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You, you, you know why they were fireproof? You know why they didn't get burned? I'll tell you why. Yes, they had a spirit of faith about them, but notice what they said. If you go back and look at it, you can see, you'll see it. So we know our God will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow. See, the, if, if people that don't have a spirit of faith will say, you know, I know that God will deliver me. But if he doesn't, then I'm not going to really serve him anymore. But people that have a spirit of faith will say, I know that God will deliver me. But even if he doesn't. I'm still not going to bow and I'm still going to serve him. Like Job said, you can say a lot about Job, but I'll tell you what. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And I'll tell you what, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not get burned because they had a spirit of faith about him. They wouldn't bow and they said, even if he doesn't deliver me. I know he will, but even if he doesn't, I'm not going to bow. We're not going to bow. You know, they went in the fire and they came out. They didn't get burned, didn't even smell smoke. Isn't that wonderful? And we could read on here. Out of the weakness, out of weakness was made strong. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness was made strong. Paul, remember he was stoned, left for dead. But what did he do? He got up. A lot of Christians, if they get stoned and, and, and happen, happen to them, what happened to Paul? They'd stay laying down. And when they got up, they'd dust themselves off and they'd quit. But Paul was left for dead outside that one city. And, and remember what he did? He got up. He dusted himself off. And he went right back into the city and he continued on with the work of God. People with a spirit of faith are not quitters. I like what the one good preacher said. He said, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. That's a spirit of faith talking. I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. You see, out of weakness, people were made strong. They became valiant in battle. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. That's talking about Elisha. What, what did Elisha do? He had a spirit of faith about him. And when he was surrounded by the army of the enemy, think about it. Remember, he had that young servant. That young servant was all nervous. What are we going to do? Remember what Elisha said? He said, more there be with us. That are with the enemy. That's spirit of faith talking. And God delivered them. Women receive their dead raised to life again. That's talking about that woman. Remember? Elisha came over to her house and stayed with her. Long story short, she had a, a son and the son died. She had sense enough to run to somebody with a spirit of faith that could help her. I tell you, when you get into midnight hour and you need help, Run to somebody that's got a spirit of faith. Did you hear what I just said? And remember when she got to Elisha, remember? He asked her, how are you doing? And this woman had a spirit of faith about her, I believe, as well. You know, I know that because she said, all is well. Real loud, say, all is well. One more time, all is well. Now, in the natural, all wasn't well. Her child was at home, point of death, and so on and so forth. But you see, a person with a spirit of faith in a bad circumstance, a bad situation, will say all is well. That's their faith talking. People that don't have a spirit of faith will say, well, all isn't well, all isn't well. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? People with a spirit of faith, in the midnight hour, 
even when a loved one's at the point of death. No matter what giant they're facing, no matter how many walls stand between them and the promise of God. All is what? Stand with me if you would. Preached on a little longer today than normal, but I felt the Spirit of God in it. Amen. If He's in it, we want, we want to flow with Him. Is that right? I said, if He's in it, we want to flow with Him. Amen. I said, if He's in it, we want to flow with Him. 